Be safe with no side effects. So if you're looking for a proven solution, call Greenville Mint Clinic today. They have performed over 12,000 treatments with outstanding results and can help you too. Call Greenville Mint Clinic, 864-301-1111. That's 301-1111 or GreenvilleMintClinic.com. That's GreenvilleMintClinic.com. Here at The Roar, every day is game day. We are 105.5 and 97.5, The Roar. William Quaggenbush, Ben Milstead live. We're talking Clemson baseball, softball, basketball. We're doing a lot of Clemson today. We've got some other stuff uh, to get to as well after a jam-packed weekend. Some interesting texts in the last segment as we talked about uh, Clemson basketball. And, I, you know, the big picture ramifications are one thing. The, uh, you know, the, the, the micro, just that game in particular is another thing. You know, I did think... You made a point, Ben, about the three-point shooting and Clemson just was not making them and they kept shooting them. You know, Clemson took 16 more shots from the floor than Louisville did because of turnovers and because of everything else. And Louisville only shot five of 16 from three, but they were 60% on two-point shots and they made almost every free throw. In fact, they were 100% until the end of the game. I Mm -hmm. think the two free throws they missed were sort of like Clemson has to foul because they are behind. You got to give them credit for that. And see, even that, I mean, Clemson missed three important foul shots there in the end. They've been a they've been the best foul shooting team in the league. Yes. And they weren't. I mean, they shot 73%. I mean, even there, they weren't good. And we just talked about Chase Hunter played a great game. His two missed free throws were deflating. That His, his pair of missed free throws, that was deflating. Uh, another person brought up that, um, you know, the team lives and dies by Chase Hunter. And I I have thought that was true. But that's he was not the issue Saturday. He won you the game against Florida State the first time. He was very good against Florida State. And I, I will admit, I get frustrated with Chase because I think he over-dribbles and he gets himself in trouble. And I have always said that his best skill on the floor, to me, as an observer from the outside, is his passing from the wing. His ability to see open space and open men on the floor. He sometimes, in the point guard role, dribbles so much that he loses that ability to see the floor. That is not what happened Saturday. He shot over 50%, shot some, took some high-percentage shots from two with six of 11 on two-point shots, one of two from three, and had six assists to two turnovers. That To me, there have been times where you could be critical of him and say he needed to play better. I, I thought he played fine on Saturday. I thought P.J. Hall played very well, except for the fact he just couldn't buy a three. He had twenty, well, had 28 points and eight rebounds. 28 and eight, yeah. Fantastic. Now, defensively, I really didn't think there were many strong points defensively after about the first, as you said, about the first eight or ten minutes. Mm-hmm. It felt like Louisville was able to kind of get their shots whenever they wanted and however they wanted. And I'm also going gonna, gonna to point this out, too. I think it's easy to pinpoint stars. If you had told me in this game, Brevin Galloway is going to get 16 and shoot 50% and make all his free throws. Chase Hunter is going to get 15 with six assists and five rebounds. If you had told me Hunter Tyson was going to get 12 with four boards and no turnovers, you told me P.J. Hall was going to have 28 and eight, I would have told you Clemson destroyed Louisville and probably about 25 or 30 points. The problem in the game to me wasn't those big guys. The problem was that nobody else did anything. Yeah, zero off the bench. Zero. 0 for 5 shooting from non-starters. Even with that stat, though, these things that you're saying, you're, I mean, uh, you turn the ball over five times. Yes. Are you kidding me? Okay, so you tell me Clemson's going to turn the ball over five times. They're going to uh, have 12 assists. Chase Hunter's going to shoot 50% from the, from the field, 50% plus from the field. Uh, you know, PJ is going to have 28 points. I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, like Clemson won by 22. 
I, I just I don't I don't know. I don't understand it. And you know what? Brad Brownell sat at the press conference and said the same thing to the media. He's like, you know what? We won a lot of categories, which I know that's not what people want to hear, but you were plus nine in points off turnovers. You got beat on the boards, but you also were only minus three in second chance points. You were plus 20 in points in the paint. Louisville only had 26 points in the paint, meaning they scored 47 points outside the paint in the game, which is an yeah. a, enormous number of points. Even I mean, you you lost the rebound by uh, by nine, but even that, or no, by eleven rather. Even that, you got out rebounded because you missed so many shots. Uh-huh. I mean, it wasn't that they were necessarily better uh, around the glass, but it's because you missed so many shots. They had so many opportunities to rebound. I uh, again, I mean, back to back to the original. I don't know where you go from here, because the one thing that you couldn't have was another quad four loss, and guess what you have? Another quad four loss. Yep. And I've another, and we'll go to Bob here in a second. Another thing that I have, I mean, I'll stand on the table for this. I think a good rule of thumb on the bubble where Clemson currently finds itself, is you got to have as many quad one wins as you do bad losses, meaning quad three and quad four. Right now, Clemson has four bad losses, including three in quad four, which it would look a little better if South Carolina wasn't such a mess. Although they won on Saturday, props to them for that, uh, beating LSU. Only three quad one wins. And that's why I say you might need to, you might need to win both games on the road. Th- those are your two quad ones remaining. You got to at least win one to have as many quad one wins as you do bad losses. If you got more bad losses and quad one wins, that is not a good omen for your inclusion in the tournament. Let's go to Bob, who's up with us next on the phones. What's up, Bob? Uh, you know, it's very obvious in basketball that when Clemson stops moving the ball, they're not with the damn. <laughs> they go to the three point and then they don't rebound. When anybody shoots a, a ball for Clemson, there's five guys running back to the other basket. None mm-hmm. of them trying to get a rebound. They all think he's going to make it. <laughs> you know, that's true. And I, I've, I've said this before. And I, I've defended them in the past for this because it is it is their stated style of play that they would rather have four guys get back on defense to not give up a, a transition basket than to crash the offensive glass. I, I do feel like with this team in particular, probably a little more of an approach that that tries to maximize your second chance opportunities, especially when, you know, you're a little bit undersized, like Ian Shefflin is a guy in there, which, you know, especially with the athleticism of Louisville, he just didn't get a lot of opportunities to get those offensive rebounds as the one guy in there. I I felt like it hurt him on Saturday that either they took early jump shots where you're not going to have guys a rebound in position, or they just didn't have bodies to put on the glass that were going to grab those rebounds. You know, well, they shot three of 19 and three points of them ran. They never did go for a rebound. You hey. know, and they missed 16 shots. Yeah, I mean, look, you're, you're, you're 100% right, Bob, and I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. Well, the other, the other oh, thing go ahead. They, they, dribble too, they dribble too much. They got to pass that ball. When they're moving the ball, they look great. When they start dribbling all over the place, they lose it. Well, look, I, I did think that was a bit of an issue on Saturday, and I think it's been more of an issue in other games. I appreciate the phone call, Bob. Thanks very much. You know, I, I, I appreciate what Bob's saying there. And if you look at the numbers, 29 made baskets, only 12 assists. I feel like Clemson is a team that especially, you know, you and I talked about last week about the things that we were saying about Clemson early in the season, in November mm-hmm. and December, that we're not saying anymore. The two things Bob just brought up. Yep. Uh, no, I think he's spot on there. That's exactly what it is. Now, I, again, I'm going to reiterate the point. Chase Hunter had six assists in the game. I thought he was good at finding open people. I would also point out that a lot of the reason that Clemson was a better ball movement team, it seemed, early in the season, is because they were making more threes. And a lot of times when you're getting when, – when, when there's a high assist rate for your team, that means you've either got a just a guy who's a beast in the post – or you've got multiple guys penetrating, kicking, and knocking down threes. If you're going 4 of 24 from three, then you're probably not going to have a lot of assists, especially when you're using dribble penetration as much as Clemson to get the ball 
to the rim. Um, you know, there. I do feel like this is a different look offensively than what we saw earlier in the year. But I'm also going to say this. Louisville had 17 unassisted baskets in the game. Louisville only had nine assists in the game. They Clemson had 12 assists, seven steals, and five turnovers. To your point, Ben, it sounded like they were sloppy and turning the ball over and traveling and doing all kinds of weird stuff, and that's why they weren't getting assists. They just weren't making the shots off the pass. Louisville wasn't either. I can't say that Louisville beat Clemson because Louisville moved the ball better. Louisville just made shots. Point blank, they made shots, and they created better shots for themselves, and they got to the foul line. Brad Brownell said after the game he felt like, um, I don't know if he said it to y'all, Ben, or to the media. I can't remember where I heard this quote. He said, our fouling was problematic. Mm-hmm. And it may have been both places. That's why I fouled it away. He said, our fouling was problematic. Now, I also thought that there was, I thought that, that the game was officiated in an interesting way where, how many free throws? PJ had five free throws. I thought he easily could have gone to the line three more times. I did. Again, that's no excuse. You should still win the game. But Louisville went to the line 28 times, and you went to the line 15 times, and not all those were late game, we got a foul to stay in at situations. I think maybe five or six of those free throws were. But a lot of that was just in the course of game action where they they did a little better job selling contact to get to the line. I felt like. Yeah, I the officiating in this game didn't stick out to me. As, I mean, there have been some where I felt it was very lopsided. The numbers would suggest it's a little lopsided, but I, like I didn't feel like Clemson was getting screwed over by the officials, right? I mean, I I just didn't. There there were play there were calls here and there, uh, you know. There there was also a couple calls they missed against Clemson. Let's be honest. So, oh yeah, uh, but some of those some of those hammer jobs around the basket that a lot of times do get called. I mean, I see your point there. You'd love to see PJ go to the line a little more. Maybe that stops one of those runs. But, again, overall, there have been many people know me. I, talk, I like to talk about officials. This wasn't one of those games that just I just felt like you walked away cheated by the officials. I didn't feel that way. I, I didn't really think so either. Um, and a texter says from the 803, it seems like PJ's game is so finessed that he doesn't get calls that he should. I would say it's kind of like Chase Hunter. I feel that way. I, I feel like that – that has been a criticism of mine of PJ in the past. In fact, very recent, the Boston College game, remember we talked about, he just wasn't able to get to his spot because he got out tough underneath. And there's been multiple times in the recent past where that's true. I felt like that wasn't an issue with PJ on Saturday. Well, getting to your spot, though, there, I thought Louisville did a good job of pushing the uh, – I noticed it with Ian Shefflin. And from where I was sitting, I kind of had a good angle in the second half where, like, Shefflin and P.J. both would get pushed a little deeper under the basket than they really wanted to, especially P.J. with the the little hook shot. A lot of times he was almost shooting that from behind the basket. Yes. It, it was a bad angle, so you're not ever going to get the benefit of, a, of the backboard, you know, when it starts bouncing around. It's going to go off the front. I don't know if that was just, PJ just not being in the right spot or if you're getting pushed down or not but you know they they did kind of muscle you under underneath and they did a good job of keeping him off the spot despite all that he still had 28 points I mean you know let's if we're talking about players individually you know I could he have done more yeah everybody could have done more but he also he also had a pretty solid game I mean 28 and 8 you win you win Almost every game you play when P.J. Hall goes 28 and 8. In fact, I would say, and you can, I think individual plus minus is a terrible stat. I think it's a terrible stat. I think it's not useful almost any time, but I'm about to use it anyway. It doesn't always tell the whole story. No, it doesn't. Because you don't know who else was on the floor with those people. Exactly. But here's where I think it's useful. P.J. Hall played 30 minutes in a game, and he was plus 5. The only other Clemson player that was not in the in the minus in the game was R.J. Godfrey, who I'll just say, again, standing on the table, I think R.J. Godfrey needs more minutes. I've been saying that for weeks. I think he does. I 
Brad got mad at him for shooting a three that one time down that I thought was not a great shot. I'll be honest with you, though. Sheer athleticism, 100%. 100% agree with you. I mean, that kid is oozing with athletic ability. I don't think he really knows what's going on just yet. I, I he probably don't. doesn't. He probably doesn't. And, and that's can, why Sheffling is a benefit. And so that's why you can get away with that in small in small spurts. But man, he's he's out of positions a lot, and he gets away with it because he's so athletic. He's going to learn it. He's going to get better than that. I mean, the the ceiling is really high for Godfrey, but I understand why he's not getting the minutes right now. If you if you do the math, if if PJ Hall's playing three quarters of the game and he's plus five, then what I take from that is this. And again, I want to I want to preface this by saying I don't ever extrapolate too much from a single player's plus minus. The game was not won with PJ Hall on the floor. Is what I'm taking away from that. The game is lost because of who's on the floor and PJ Hall's not. Because he's plus four and you're minus eight, that means you're minus 13 in a 10-minute stretch mm-hmm. when he's off the floor. That just simply can't happen. Let's talk more about that when we come back. 654-ROAR is the number. You want to uh, join us on the phones. You want to join us on the Adams & Co. Roofing text line. Hour two of the program continues after this. I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. The Thompson & King Law Firm, 222-0200, or online at thompsonking.com. Golf Cart Service has been serving the upstate for the past 50 years. An authorized club car dealer, they service over 30 golf courses in the upstate. With their service truck, they come to your business to care for your single cart or your fleet. You can learn more about our services on our website, golfcartsc.com. We're located at the intersection of Highway 221 and Highway 295 in Spartanburg. Call us at 864-574-4616 today. Mention the roar, save $50 on a service call. Pinnacle Veterinary Group, the first and only practice achieving AAHA accreditation in Pickens County, takes a proactive and progressive approach to medicine for keeping your pet healthier longer. Being a family-oriented private practice, they treat their staff, clients, and patients as they want to be treated. Their facility is equipped to care for sick, injured, and healthy pets with in-house diagnostic, lab testing, radiology, surgery, and digital ultrasound. They take pride in caring for your family. Call 624-8824 or go online to PinnacleVeterinaryGroup.com. My Garage by Essex is proud to service the Clemson area with excellent service on all makes and models. They are professionals that perform high-quality workmanship with high-quality parts. With life being uncertain, you know you can be certain of My Garage by Essex, taking care of you and your family. Stop in to see them at 551 Old Greenville Highway, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., or call 864-633-5800. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring. But you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at scoresdiamondjewelers.com, and I want to be your jeweler. 
McNeely Store and Rental, your hometown local steel dealer for sales and service. With spring around the corner, steel has leaf blowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and mowers that'll make your life simple. With both gas and electric models, our AK battery homeowner systems start at just $199.99. They're not sold at Home Depot or Lowe's. Two convenient locations in Clemson and West Union. Learn more at McNeelyStoreandRental.SteelDealer.net. Call 654-9187-Clemson or 718-1449 West Union. Have you heard the phrase, the calm before the storm? Well, that mold in your bathroom or ceiling stains might be a warning sign of roof damage that could cause bigger, costly issues in the future. Give yourself peace of mind knowing your roof's got you covered with the best protection throughout all of the seasons. Don't ignore it any longer. Fix it with one simple call today. Adams & Co. Roofing Specialists, 260-0080. Adams & Co. Roofing Specialist 260-0080. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, save 15% when you get any two Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. Missing a tool? Ask about our free loan tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get in Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for a loan and tool. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Live, local, trusted. With the largest coverage in the Upstate. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar where every day is game day. You know, we've gotten some good texts uh, on the Adams Irving text line on this. Texer asks this, we don't rebound well. That's been hitting my better shooting earlier in the year, so break it down. Is our problem coaching, scheme, execution? What is it? I would say some of it is just the way the roster is this year, that this was never going to be a very good rebounding team, but it was going to be a very good shooting team. And so much like there is a team like Duke who can't shoot a lick but can also rebound. That's why they beat Syracuse by 100,000 because they got 58 million uh, offensive rebounds. Clemson's sort of the opposite extreme of that, where they're going to need to make first shots because of the way the roster is. It's just different strokes for different folks, and different teams are, are different year in and year out. Before we get back to this, I want to tell you about our friends at the Plumbing Experts. The thing I love about the Plumbing Experts, you've heard me say it before, it's not just crisis time when they uh, want to get a call from you. They actually want to make sure that you don't have a crisis, and especially for those of you who have Septic tanks. Now, you you may think we put in a septic tank, we've got that system, and it just runs on autopilot, and you never, ever have to think about it, and everything's hunky-dory. But what happens is over time, there are issues that arise that are sometimes difficult to spot unless you know the signs. That's why you need the experts at the plumbing experts, because they've got the right training and the right expertise to do your job the first time. Don't be a skeptic on septic. Call the experts at plumbing experts so they can get you on a maintenance plan with those septic tanks. Go to theplumbingexperts.com. Do it today. That's theplumbingexperts.com. They won't let you down. Texture says this. I think this is a this is a very good perspective on this from Doug and Clemson. He says, if we win three of the next four and go one and one in the ACC tournament, I believe we are solidly in. We would be 23 and 10, 15 and 7 total ACC record. We'd be a top four ACC tournament seed, and a top four seed has never missed a big tournament. That's true. And then he goes on to talk about the quad one opportunities that you've got Virginia and NC State, and then potentially a quad one opportunity or two on a neutral floor. Now, if you assume the Clemson, which I, I don't know how much we can assume at this point, I do assume Clemson will play better against Syracuse on Wednesday back at home. But if the ACC season ended today, uh, it would be Virginia, Miami, Pittsburgh, and Clemson, one, two, three, four, and then NC State as the five seed. That would, in fact, be, uh, unless they were to get upset by the 12 seed in game number one, 
that would be a quad one opportunity for Clemson. And I've seen some people say this, and I, I don't think it's too early to start talking about this anymore. You've got a couple weeks left in the ACC regular season. You've got four games left if you're Clemson. I think Clemson needs more than just a singular win. You know, we've gone into the tournament before saying, you know what, all they need is one win to do X. They just need to beat whoever. It doesn't matter. And there are some people that go, well, you know, if you play a tougher team, it's harder to get a win, whatever. I think Clemson does now need to win their first game in the ACC tournament, especially if a team like NC State or Duke is in the mix there or Wake Forest. Wake Forest would be a quad two, but I think that would still be a a good sounding win. I think that's the team that you need to hope that you get in your first game in the ACC tournament because you're going to need that little notch in your belt on your resume. So to that point, Doug, I think you're right. Now, the the hard part of that is going to be getting one of the two wins on the road coming up. That's going to be the difficult part because we've been talking about Clemson's defensive struggles. They haven't really had defensive struggles at home other than the Miami game. The Miami game has been kind of an outlier all season in terms of the – yeah, in terms of the defensive side, I don't side think of they were terrible defensively against Miami. You look at Miami's done that to everybody this year. That's right. Oh, you're 100. percent Look at uh, I mean, I know it was at Miami, but look at Wake Forest. I mean, Wake Forest scored 85 and lost <laughs> to uh, Miami on Saturday. It's unbelievable. So Clemson has defended well at home. They are going to be fine on that side of things. I'm a little concerned with the way that they played defensively recently. I'm a little concerned about NC State especially after I watched the way they played in their building against North Carolina. Uh, and I'm a little bit concerned about Virginia as well. Um, I think, well, I think first of all, you might be getting NC State at a pretty good time because look at what NC State's got this week. They just beat North Carolina. They've got Wake Forest coming up on Wednesday. That's going to be a hard-fought game. It's a game at home, a game they're probably going to expend some emotion in. And then they get you as the third straight road game, or excuse me, a third straight home game, and arguably the least important of the home games that you get. I would actually say in terms of schedule, it sets up okay for Clemson going on the road to, uh, to NC State. And then from a Virginia standpoint, I would also argue that you're getting Clemson at a decent time, too, because they have back-to-back road games at Boston College and at North Carolina, and they're coming home on a Tuesday after what is going to be probably a pretty taxing road game for them. So I'm not saying that Clemson is going to win those games. I'm just saying I think the opportunities are there, but they have got to play better somehow, some way on the defensive end of the floor, on an opponent's home floor, and just try somehow to get pass whatever this is the last couple of weeks i think if they do that they are good enough to get those wins they are talented enough to get those wins and they have played well enough offensively most every game to get those wins they just got to go do it um the other thing that i will say about clemson i I really only have one other I, i really have one other uh takeaway on this is that I do think we need to have a frank conversation about the ACC being essentially a high-quality mid-major league this year, and that's why some of these numbers don't make sense to some people. Like, I was talking to somebody yesterday who I would say casually follows college basketball but is not a diehard, and uh, they were asking, well, um, is it, you know, they're about to get to 20 wins. Isn't 20 wins like the, the holy grail, like 20 wins is where they need to get to? And the answer to that is like, well, kind of, but, you know, the the league's not as strong this year is the way that you would frame it. If you're somebody who believes in the historical metrics and the historical benchmarks and all that stuff, you might have to suspend disbelief a little bit this year because 20 wins is not going to be enough. And normally it would be. Normally when we start a season, we would say, If you win 20 games, you're going to the NCAA tournament. If you win 12 ACC games, you're going to the NCAA tournament. Period. Mm -hmm. End of discussion. Yeah, that hasn't been the case the last couple years, though, especially since you expanded your the conference. Um, It's it's. I mean, and and we rely more on the metrics. Look, I'll tell you this: 
the first part of your of your discussion there. I am I am not a believer that this league is down to the extent that everybody wants you to make you to now. I'm, I'm just I, not. Ag- I agree. I agree with that. It is hard to convince somebody who's looking at it on paper that it's different. This is the argument is is your conference better when there are three elite teams or when there are nine or when there are nine teams that on any given night can beat anybody in the nation. I think this year you're the latter. You've got nine teams. You're you go nine deep. Those nine teams can beat anybody in the nation on any given night. Where sometimes you have three or four teams that are in that you know top fifteen, top twenty category in the nation, and then the rest of the conference is garbage. Yeah, I. Independent from everything else we've talked about today, I think it's grossly overstated when people try to convince you that this league is is trash. It's just not. It's not. You're right about that. The issue is that it doesn't have an elite team like exactly. you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. And yes. that's what people are looking at. Traditionally, that's how we judge conferences. And I get that. I'm not I'm not pushing back against that. It also and and I understand this a little bit. When you don't see Duke and North Carolina at the top of the conference, you assume it's a down year. Uh-huh. That's just what we do. You know, I was uh, I was having a conversation with somebody about the Big Ten the other day. To me, and I, you know how I feel about Indiana. Big fan. I like Northwestern. I like, uh, well, I like the way Michigan's playing right now. I like Illinois. Like, there are some teams in the Big Ten that I really appreciate. The only difference between the ACC and the Big Ten is Purdue. That's it. That's the only difference. But nobody's talking about the Big Ten being a down league. Nobody is. I'm more talking about... So I I agree with you. From me personally talking to you, I agree. I think it's going to be difficult to convince... And I don't know if it matters. I I guess it kind of depends on what the committee cares about. They're not supposed to care about conference, but we know they do. It's going to be hard to convince you because of where the, the net rating has teams and where this league is slotted, that it's not down. And it may be one of those situations where we get in the tournament and Miami goes to the Elite Eight again and Duke goes to the Elite Eight and North Carolina wins a couple games and Virginia goes to the Sweet 16. And then all of a sudden people are like, wow, we really slept on the ACC. Just like last year, where it was a very similar feeling to the league, except for maybe you felt better about a team like perhaps Duke that had a little bit of star power and had some, you know, had had some some opportunities to build a resume. They were a two seed in the tournament last year. Nobody else got better than an eight. Mm-hmm. So it was a little more like what we're seeing in the Big Ten, I think. Now back to the Clemson part of that, though, and uh, Adam's a co-roofing text line. Texter brings up a great point, and I agree with this. He says, though in his lifetime, the ACC has never felt more attainable than it does right now. And that's part of the frustration, maybe one of many frustrations people have with this current team and staff. That you feel like you feel like you, you know, this is the year that you could have you could have won it. Because there is there's a lot of parity at the top, and you you have been in that mix, and right now you are not. I get that. You know, I, I'm not sure I've actually thought about that, but that is very true. It's essentially the fruit is hanging a little lower than usual. And so even though you you can't maybe pluck the fruit when Duke is really good or North Carolina, Virginia, yeah. whatever, you can do it now. And, you know, and, and you know, maybe to add to the texture's point, you think about this, Quack. In most years when you're sitting fourth in the league with a week and a half to go, you're ecstatic. Oh, yeah. And right now, Clemson fans, pardon the French, you're pissed that you lost Saturday, and you should be. I, I'm not telling you not to be. You're sitting there fourth in the league, though, where most years, like, hey, we're we're seventh. <laughs> hey, it's a good year. You know what I mean? Yes. And and it's that does speak to there's not those dominant teams. Uh, but it also, that's my point. They're, one through nine are fairly similar in the league right now. Not a there's not a huge separation between one through nine. If there's if there's one thing that we can 
that we can say today, it's that if if your outlook on Clemson basketball is grim, you can you can justify that by all means. However, what you are setting up, Ben, is that somebody weird is about to go win the ACC tournament. That's that's really what you're saying. Yeah. If one through nine are basically the same, then we're about to put the we're about to roll the ball out on a neutral floor and say somebody weird go and win the thing. And so that's when you were talking about tournament seating a while ago. Yeah, you still there's a great chance you're going to finish in the double bye. You're going to finish like fourth in this league. But that means you play NC State in game one or NC State gets up state upset by like a Boston College who has shown they can beat you know like the 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 trade the trade off here is that there's not going to be nearly the advantage to being a top 4 seed because your first game is going to be against a middle of the pack team that is not much different than you are that's a great way of putting it i think that's, that's a great truth. way of putting it i mean usually i saw something uh this morning I was looking for it about what the matchups would be right now. Like, what? I mean, if you're fourth or you're seventh, big deal. Right. <laughs> like, it's going to be the same caliber game no matter what. There, there's not going to be any gimmies is my point. Right. The only difference is what day you have to be there. Right. That's the only difference there. Let's take a break and we come back. We got much more nonsense. 654-ROAR is the number on the Adams Curving text line on the phones. We'll be back after this. It's time to stop the debt collectors. It's time to get a fresh start. It's time to stop the foreclosures. Tax time is coming up. Time to do something for yourself. Time to get your fresh start. Come see Robert King for help. Call Robert King at 864-222-0200 or visit his website at www.thompsonking.com. Thompson & King is a debt relief agency. Robert King helps people file for bankruptcy relief under the bankruptcy code. We're your locally owned Benjamin Moore retailer. We're your store for quality with brilliant and durable paints in a variety of sheens and thousands of colors. We're your store for service with one-on-one advice for contractors and homeowners. We're your local experts and we're here to help you with all your painting projects. Benjamin Moore. Come see us at Carter Color Company, 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters end a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Mattress shopping? Look no further than Engineered Sleep. Visit their showroom in Greenville and try the ES Duo. This two-piece hybrid mattress is their most popular seller. If it's in stock, pick it up the same day or schedule a delivery. Setup is free. Plus, they take away your old mattress. Manufactured mattresses in Greenville for 90 years. Call 866-244-0898 or go to engineeredsleep.com. Save up to $600 and get two free pillows with code WCCP. Better sleep, rest assured. Needing to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or wood chipper? Or maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor? McNeely's Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni-owned renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union, McNeelyStoreandRental.com. Or call Matt for a quote today, 828-553-4338. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylors. Craft Stove Store and Patio. Guys, listen up. Have you been struggling with ED? If so, we have some great news. There is finally a treatment for ED that requires no pills, no injections, and no surgery. This is the latest medical breakthrough for the treatment of erectile dysfunction. Greenville Men's Clinic is proud to offer the most advanced form of acoustic wave therapy, which has been proven to increase blood flow, reverse ED, and increase size. 
Stop wasting your time with pills that produce side effects and have little to no results. Medical institutions at Cambridge University and Cleveland Clinic have shown this technology to be safe with no side effects. So if you're looking for a proven solution, call Greenville Mint Clinic today. They have performed over 12,000 treatments with outstanding results and can help you too. Call Greenville Mint Clinic, 864-301-1111. That's 301-1111 or greenvillemintclinic.com. That's greenvillemintclinic.com. This needs to go to Parkville by 3. Joy to the holiday packages that keep coming at Jimenez Couriers. Coming your way, but the drop-off location is changing. She needs delivery drivers with the gift of punctuality. Anyone looking to pick up some overtime? Anyone? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. With the largest coverage of any sports talk station in the upstate. Bring back the option. Nobody does it better than us. We're 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Out of bounds. William Plugamish, Ben Milstead, back with you here on a Monday. I still, I'm, I'm like chomping at the bit to talk about Clemson baseball this weekend and just some of the stuff, some of the other stuff that either behind the scenes or things that people might not catch that I felt were instructive because I'll be honest, anybody who's ever been to a baseball game before knows they played really well this weekend. Okay, let's get a call or two in. And, I mean, we've talked about basketball for an hour and a half. I, I would love to know your thoughts there. I was able to watch some of the ba- ba- uh, baseball, but I you saw it firsthand. I would love to know what you thought. Okay, I'll go through some of that. First, let's go to Jerry and Anderson, who's up with us next. What's up, Jerry? What's up, Hey, guys, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for getting in. Doing great. Uh, pretty excited about the start of the baseball season. I'm going to try to go up there tomorrow. I have a question again. We don't know what the committee is going to do uh, with, the, uh, with the, uh, the tournament. But my question is, uh, if you go by home and home, you, you think you're going to finish two and two. You still want to road, great. But my question is, how does this team, and Ben, you see them up close all the time, how does this team match up with Syracuse and Zone? And I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate it. Thanks very much, Jerry. Appreciate the phone call. That is actually a really interesting question, and we can talk about this a little more tomorrow, too, um, as we kind of start getting ready. I think there are ways that they match up great, Ben. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there are things, like, for instance, the offensive rebounding. I think the teams that take the the most advantage of Syracuse's zone are the teams that crash the boards the hardest because it is is impossible to be a good – you can be decent – you can be below average. It's impossible to be a good rebounding team when you play zone. You're just out of position too much. Yeah, I, I think Clemson, against this Syracuse team, they match up good against the zone. Uh, there have been years that that just scares you to death. I don't think this is one of them. And, you know, it's funny. Do you remember we had a caller about three weeks ago ask, I don't know why they were asking about – I don't remember why we were even talking about it, but ask why the Syracuse zone was so good. That next week, we're at dinner I uh, before a game. Coach Brownell happened to be at my table. We're watching live the end of a Syracuse game, and so I asked him that question. Like, Coach, what is it about this zone that makes them so good? And so, he, you know, he kind of diagrammed it for me. It was – Cool to watch another head coach watch a t- watch a team and then tell you what it is he's seeing. Uh, it it for them it really comes down to the athletes that they have and the execution of it. I mean that sounds so simple, but yet like they a lot of times they have long guys on the wing and they can they know how to break down that 
that shooting, uh, that passing lane rather, they know you're trying to get the ball in the corner. They know you're trying to you're trying to camp somebody out on the baseline under the basket, and they are positioning themselves to stop those passes. They to to deny you from getting it in to where you want it to be. Um, Syracuse just doesn't this year. They still do that pretty well, but I don't feel like their zone is one of those lethal tools in Bayheim's army this year. You right. Know, it's it's still pretty good at times. I mean, they know what they're doing, but he doesn't have a whole a whole stable of those long guys that just clog up everything. That's the difference is the length part. Because you've got, like, Mintz is a really good athlete, the young freshman. He's a really good athlete, but he's only 6'3". Uh, and then Joe Girard is an older player. He's only 6'1". That's the top of your zone right there. That's very different than some of the better Syracuse defensive teams, even as recently as, you know, five or six years ago, that had guys who were 6'5 up at the top or 6'4 up at the top with long arms. Those are always the best zones. Now, the one thing that this Syracuse zone has that others have not is – Jesse Edwards is healthy. He is 12th in the country in block rate. So they are not as good at defending the perimeter. In fact, uh, they give up about 34% from three and about 49% from two. They're slightly better on two-point defense than they are on three-point defense. And to be honest, they are much better at two-point defense than they are uh, boxing out and rebounding mm-hmm. because a lot of those two-pointers are on rebounds that people get and stick back up and in. Because one thing Syracuse does as well is they're not going to foul you a lot. They're yeah, just not. Right. I I think this Syracuse team is actually a pretty good – this is a very favorable matchup for Clemson. I agree. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously that doesn't mean you're going to win, but – there's nothing about Syracuse on paper that just scares me to death. And the other thing about Syracuse offensively, they don't like to be guarded hard. And you look at the teams that have beaten them. I mean, the the better defensive teams are the one, with the exception of Miami, who beats everybody. Uh, I mean, uh, Duke, Virginia, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, uh, Virginia again, Pittsburgh, all teams that that can put a pretty good defense on the floor. Syracuse has struggled against that. Yes, totally agree. They they don't want to be guarded. They don't want to they want to control the tempo. I don't want to say they don't want to run, but they definitely don't want you to push. I think this is a game where Clemson can get some things if they grab the ball off the mm-hmm. defensive glass and go quickly. Yeah, it's part of the way you beat a zone. You don't let them ever get into it. That's right. Edwards doesn't move down the floor great. Sometimes he tends to get – he plays probably about 31, 32 minutes, but they do uh, selectively take him out. He's not a guy that's going to play 38, 39, 40 minutes a game. And you can take – when he's out, you can take advantage of them because they don't have another one of those guys Now, back, back to Bob, I believe it was, talking about Clemson not passing the ball very well again. It's one thing that you'll have to do Wednesday night. You've got to pass the ball well, and you'll put P.J. at the high post – You'll put him around the foul line, and he'll be the distributor there. You've got to get the ball to him, and then when they when they collapse on him, he has to turn and shoot right then or pass it to a wing player. I mean, you, you've got to be sharp. And that's, you know, if there's if there's one thing P.J. really needs to improve on, it it's probably that uh, catch-and-shoot motion instead of feeling like you got to back everybody down some. When you play the zone, that's you. You've got to catch and shoot when you're when you're the high post guy. No, hundred um, percent. And one thing that you can learn from Duke, and this is this is a little bit different because Duke's got some does have some longer athletes, but Duke went thirteen of twenty six from three. That is not a great shooting team. They had a great shooting night. And a lot of it, I'm sure, was because Duke's size was a problem. They probably were sort of overcompensating some in the zone because they will. I mean, they will play to their matchup. And I think one thing that will help Clemson, I want to go back and watch some more of that uh, Duke-Syracuse game because I'm curious. You you know against the 2-3 zone, you're going to have to attack the high post and the short corner. You know you're going to do that. Clemson at times has lacked guys that can go to the high post. They might have one guy that can go to the high post, and if he's not in, 
who are you going to throw it to? I think Clemson has multiple guys that can, that can break Syracuse down from within, from that high and mid-post area, and from the short corner, and just make that shot. Like, to me, a great way to utilize P.J. Hall in this game is the turnaround face-up mid-range jumper game from the short corner and from the high post. I think Hunter Tyson from the short corner is a good idea. Um, and this this doesn't need to be, you know, penetrate into the crowd and just kind of hope that, that something comes open game. But you have to hit shots. You got to hit shots. You know, period. and you, you shoot from behind the arc Wednesday night like you did at Louisville, you're going to be in trouble. You, would, you just are. You're going to be in trouble. And Duke was able to make shots despite the fact Duke hadn't made shots all year. But the, you, So you know that that's how you know they're, they've got open looks. It's because when Duke's knocking them down, they're not going to make, you know, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of super contested shots for sure. Uh, and they, I mean, they won by 22. I took that minus one, by the way. Speaking of that, Ben, I, I broke one of my cardinal rules. I don't know if you saw this in the, uh, in the Google Doc. I didn't have the heart. I, you know what? I appreciate that. I broke one of my cardinal rules. Uh, it's it's no under 23. I'm not taking any unders, except for I did take the Maryland-Nebraska under yesterday because both of those teams are under magnets. Nebraska hits the under every time uh, on the road, and Maryland had hit it like six of their last seven games or something like that. Ben, the total was 134 and a half. Uh, they went to 136 in overtime. They they went over by one and a half points in, in over- overtime. Oh man. I was getting I, I nailed it. I, I nailed it. And so I missed I missed both of my total plays because North Carolina NC State failed to hit the over again. But uh, I did have some Duke minus one was a good play this weekend. I had Kansas State minus three. Um Penn State minus nine was close. I think they won by seven. And then St. Mary's BYU, I think they won by seven or eight, and that was a nine and a half. Purdue minus 11 and a half yesterday. Northwestern plus one and a half is very good. I have one play today, Ben. Are you ready? Do you know what happened with TCU this weekend? TCU dropped a hundo on Oklahoma State. They scored 100 points. Mm. They have Mike Miles back at point guard. They won by 25. And they are hosting Kansas, who I'm, I'm – Kansas has been okay on the Saturday-Monday slide like you've talked about where the home team wins every time. But Kansas had to come back against Baylor. Baylor was up like 17 or something like that, and Kansas had to come back and beat them. Emotional game, high-intensity game, and they got to turn around and face a TCU team that's whole for the first time in weeks and feeling great about itself on the road. A team that already beat them, smoked them, in Allen Fieldhouse? Also a 9 o'clock game, which is a disadvantage for the road team. Ben, TCU is laying one and a half points in this game. This is essentially a pick em. Ooh. And I'm just crazy enough to put 30 bucks on it. Ben Milstead, that's a pick, baby. That's a pick. That's a pick. TCU minus one and a half. That's a good pick, Quok. That's Thank a you. good pick. Thank you. I'm going to lose it. Because I just do now. <laughs> All my best picks I lose. But it, I appreciate you affirming my thought process. Who hurt you? I. You hurt yourself. It's me. It's all self-inflicted for crying out loud. I'm still upset about, like, there was no NBA this weekend. So I couldn't, like, play the Magic plus eight in a road game or anything like that. The other thing, and I just want to point this out real quick. I almost took Louisville in the points tonight. Have you seen this? Duke. It is the 7 o'clock Big Monday ACC. This is why people think the ACC's down, Ben. <laughs> the Big Monday showcase game for the ACC is Louisville at Duke. Louisville at Duke is on the four-letter network. I think it's on ESPN yeah. at 7 o'clock. It is. It is. Uh, what are we doing? Duke's going Duke's gonna to win that game by 22. The spread is, I think it's 18 and a half now. Yeah, when you have, I mean, Louisville on the road to begin with, and now Louisville on a Saturday, Saturday, Saturday Monday turnaround, uh, well documented how the road teams don't win that get those games anyway on Monday. Doesn't happen. Right. Unless you're Miami. Again, Miami's the exception to every freaking rule right now. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, that's that's Duke by 22 right there. Uh, I appreciate Dan and Charles to make me feel better. He said I nailed Virginia Tech. I didn't give out a spread pick on Virginia Tech because that was, I think they were a five, five-and-a-half-point favorite in the game, and I just felt like they were going to win, and they ended up winning pretty comfortable. I think they covered. Didn't they end up covering seven, eight, something like that? They beat Pittsburgh. I was I, I know what Brian Edwards, the, the stats that he had, I am I am going to trust Virginia Tech in their building now. That you know they they were hurt and they didn't play great there for a while. I will be blindly trusting Virginia Tech in their own building from this point forward in the season. And you know what? Nobody can you can't tell me nothing about that. No nobody can steal my joy on that. Um speaking of that, that means I will be taking Virginia Tech uh against Miami. So just be on the lookout for that. If if Virginia Tech is a home underdog against Miami, I'll just go ahead and tell you uh, when those lines come out, I will be uh, I will be taking the Hokies tomorrow. Six five four roar is the number. When we come back. We'll take a phone call too. Oh Ted, we were going to come to Ted on the other side. Ted just dropped. Uh, Ted, get back in. Uh, we'll come to you. We also have a stock watch coming up in hour number three, and I want to talk about baseball some because I do have some thoughts, some things that I jotted down over the course of the weekend that we need to discuss uh, for sure. We'll get to that. We'll go to some phone calls. We'll read some texts. The Adams Co. Roofing text line in hour three of the program after this. WCCPFM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the roar. Gentlemen, erectile dysfunction or low T got you down? Take action now and turn your life around. Call Greenville Men's Clinic at 301-1111 or greenvillemensclinic.com. Make the call today, 301-1111 or greenvillemensclinic.com. You can spend the new year on the water. Clemson Marina is here to get your family into the boat you have always wanted. Whether it's a 23 Triton fishing boat or one of our other great brands or models, we have you covered. At Clemson Marina, our certified techs will keep your Triton fishing boat running smoothly all season long. We also offer boat rentals, on-the-water dining at the grill, and a hassle-free boating alternative at Freedom Boat Club. Clemson Marina, your authorized Triton boat stealer. I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. But Thompson King Law Firm, 222-0200. Since 1917, Harbin Lumber Company has been a top lumber and building supplier in the industry. Their number one asset is their employees, people who are dedicated to providing quality building products and contractor services. People just like you, working to grow and be a part of the community. From construction projects to large remodeling jobs, see the hardworking folks people have entrusted for nearly 100 years. Harbin Lumber Company, serving South Carolina, Georgia, and North Carolina, and online at harbinlumber.com. East Main Furniture in Easley. Clearance sale is going on now. Everything in stock is highly discounted for great savings. Come find deals on living room, bedroom, dining room, lamps, rugs, mattresses, and occasional furniture. Brands like Lazy Boy, England, Best, Ashley, Catnapper, and Liberty Furniture. All at discounted prices. Hurry in for the best selection. East Main Furniture, located at 829 East Main Street in Easley. Or call 864-442-6054 today. Pinnacle Veterinary Group, the first and only practice achieving AAHA accreditation in Pickens County, takes a proactive and progressive approach to medicine for keeping your pet healthier longer. Being a family-oriented private practice, they treat their staff, clients, and patients as they want to be treated. Their facility is equipped to care for sick, injured, and healthy pets with in-house diagnostic, lab testing, radiology, surgery, and digital ultrasound. They take pride in caring for your family. Call 624-8824 or go online to pinnacleveterinarygroup.com. Buying a newer pre-owned vehicle can be a challenging task. The George Coleman Ford team strives to change that. Perhaps that's why their online reviews and multiple Ford President's Awards speak volumes. And with new inventory arriving monthly, you can find the vehicle you've been looking for or have George Coleman Ford order one for you. Never any hidden fees or phantom charges at George Coleman Ford. Plain and simple, old-fashioned, honest business. The best is found in Traveler's Rest. George Coleman Ford. 
Meet Joe A, Hi. Joe B, Hello. and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with AutoSave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. My Garage by Essex is proud to service the Clemson area with excellent service on all makes and models. They are professionals that perform high-quality workmanship with high-quality parts. With life being uncertain, you know you can be certain of My Garage by Essex, taking care of you and your family. Stop in to see them at 551 Old Greenville Highway, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., or call 864-633-5800. If you want the full Roar experience, go check out the RoarFM.com for all the latest updates and podcasts. We're 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Normally, when you play this, you're just trolling everybody. I mean, it's supposed to hit 80 degrees later this week. I feel like it's appropriate. What is this? What are we doing? Normally, baseball starting is the time to hit that last cold snap. Normally, it's like...